is Tuesday. We are back. First attempt podcast. Mock drafting our way through the isolation. We are here with episode two of this week of our mock draft. Uh, I'm your host, Ross, and with me is Dave. Oh, you're right. Good, mate. Good. This was fun yeah. to do, wasn't it? We did this over, well, it took about 90 minutes overall, but it was really yeah, we, fun to do. Yeah, it was uh, yeah, pretty quick. We could have uh, got through the whole thing, really, but both have taken part of tying some seven-round mock drafts, and yeah, they get tough towards the end, don't they? Yeah, my knowledge of uh, draft prospects kind of deteriorates around 25, 26, and it's, it's <laughs> had a long old time to get to the back of that seventh round. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it gets uh, quite tough down that bottom of the draft. Yes. Uh, right then, let's crack on. Jacksonville Jaguars fans, you are on the clock, and I was picking for you. And I thought, let's get you a tackle. Let's pick Andrew Thomas, mainly because it's a name I can pronounce, because a lot of these guys have weird <laughs> names. <laughs> but it seems like the Jags are going with Minshew as their guy. He is locked and loaded as the number one quarterback, which I don't know if it's the best for the long term. He was fine when he came in and. He looked kind of all right in places, but he did spend a lot of his time running around. So he needs a tackle to help him keep upright and to try and find some of their... They have got some talented receivers, I think, in Jacksonville. So if he can have some time to throw the ball, then this is a perfect fit for them, really. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's one of the tackles. At the end of uh, the last pick of the last episode, mm-hmm. mentioned just there's some really good tackles, and he is, uh, he's a really good one. Yeah. I think a bit like with uh, Beckton and them, I think he is the safer pick for the Jags if that is where they go. I think there's yeah. a couple coming up soon that maybe have more upside, but they're a bit more of a risk. But right. uh, yeah, I do. I do wonder with the Jags just what they do here. Whether yeah, if a quarterback a bit... fell, maybe they'd go for him. But yeah, I think it was I'm too not... early to jump for any of the other quarterbacks because obviously yeah. we've already taken three. I think. I think they believe in Minshew, don't they? They. They bought into that hype, the Minshew mania. I, I honestly don't know where they stand with Minshew because obviously they did bench him at the end of last season, but that was for the quarterback they were paying millions, <laughs> of millions of dollars. So yeah. I just I don't know with the Jags where they are as a franchise, and mm. well, obviously they're rebuilding, but yeah, they're bottom of the south as well. They are next year. Yeah, like how do they? I mean, they're probably bottom of the league next year. Really, <laughs> it's. Um, there's a good chance they're picking one next year. So, <laughs> is I mean, next year a really good quarterback draft as well? Yeah, I mean, pick one. You get Trevor Lawrence. They could I mean, fall into that perfectly. Yeah, <laughs> he's seen as, as well. Yeah, he's seen one of the best prospects in God knows how long. So obviously this year we've got two pretty special quarterback prospects. But yeah, Lawrence is very much sort of in the same category as them, and a lot of people mm-hmm. say he's the best prospect since Luck. Wow. So that sort of shows how good they are. So, I mean, I think that might. Like in in another year, I think you could see the Jazz go in quarterback, but I think because of sort of the potential of getting that number one pick and getting a generational talent. Yeah, I mean, lots of things happen because I mean, when you go back, like Sam Darnold was penciled in as a number one for a good couple mm. of years, and then when he actually came to it, he had fallen a bit and ended up rising back up by the draft. But I did <sighs> think defensive. I think they've still got just enough. Like they're going to get something for Ngokwe, aren't they, when he does eventually get traded somewhere? Yeah. I think they're a team that could do pretty much anything. Again, maybe a trade down if someone wants to trade up for somebody. Mm. But, yeah, I think going tackle here is a pretty safe bet. And Yeah. Yeah, Thomas is a good tackle. Yeah. Uh, you're up next, then, with the number 10 pick for the Cleveland Browns. Well, it's the third tackle in a row. Um <laughs> I mean, the Browns have done everything, haven't they, basically, for Baker this year. and Absolutely no excuses. 
yeah. I mean, coaching is the only thing. Obviously, <laughs> another another coach, but I mean, look at the look at his um, weapons, and then for me, I'm adding Jedrick Wills here. He is. Yeah, he, he's he's one of them I mentioned that maybe has more upside than the couple gone ahead. Right. Maybe. I think a lot of people would have Wills as uh, their number one tackle, but I think where he's been a right tackle, I yeah. think that means you might see others go before. But I think if any order these tackles go in, I think it's fine, really. I think uh, it's just going to come down to what the team prefers, really, but... Yeah, there's four of them really, isn't there? They're all kind of grayed out the same on NFL.com as well with Tristan Riffs, where his name is. <laughs> yeah, they're they're all they're all sort of it. They're all in the same like ballpark, and I say yeah. it just comes down to preference really. And for me, I think Wills might have more upside than the others, but it's just picking what you prefer. He is, yeah, yeah, he's great. And for me, the Browns instantly get one of the better lines after signing um, Conklin in oh, yeah. free agency. It's like a right side lockdown, isn't it? Then? Yeah, they get him. So he, he played right tackle the way through college, but he's projected as a left tackle and most right, people okay. think he can make the transition across. So His NFL comparison is Jason Peters. I mean, if you're getting him in the draft. Yeah, yeah, that'd be alright, wouldn't it? You'd take <laughs> that. Yeah, he's, he's really good. Um, yeah, getting him at 10 here, I think is really good for the Browns and I mean that offense. It, say they say they ended up with this. That offense looks scary, doesn't it? Yes. Yeah, they're uh, like you say. There is no excuses. Coaching is the only one that could could hold them back. I think. But even then, like the the the, the star talent should overcome that. Yeah, I think so. They. Uh, yeah, there's there's so much talent on that offense. Mm. Even even the decent. I'm sure they will draft a tackle, whether it's here or somewhere else. They might go defense here just because. Invest a lot in free agency on that offense, yeah. but get someone to sit the other side of Miles Garrett, and you're, you're laughing, aren't you? As well, yeah. There's <laughs> yeah, there's other options here, but yeah, get a tackle, and I mean that that should be one of the best offenses in the league, shouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. They got two number one running backs. For sake. Yeah, <laughs> not many teams have that. Um, no. So I was picking for the Jets at number eleven. Then I wanted Wills. I wanted to secure that line and make for the same reason for Minshew. I wanted Donald to be held upright and. I want to see what Donald can do because he was my favourite quarterback of that group. I, I like him the most, and I think he's still going to be a really good quarterback. But he needs weapons, and Robbie Anderson out the door. And I honestly couldn't name you another fit Jets uh, wide receiver because and <laughs> Jameson Crowder, I guess. Is, Jesus, yeah, that's but it. he's uh, he's just a sort of he's not a Jarvis Landry. <laughs> no, he's a. Uh, Caps lots of balls, but all <coughs> going for the average of about two yards. Sort of wide receiver, isn't he? Which has its place. Don't get me wrong, it has its place. But yeah, yeah. I, I like this pick a lot. I went CD Lamb. I went right here. I kind of, kind of jumped over the the Niners. Really, this is the guy that kind of been projected to go to the Niners all along through this mock draft period. But yeah, I've got the Jets giving Sam Darnold a big weapon, and I think he can be a an explosive talent in the NFL. Yeah, I think so. Um, all that's talked about really in this draft is how deep it is at wide receiver. But I do think there is a couple, maybe three, wide receivers that are just a step above the rest. And yeah. Lamb is certainly one of them. He, as you said, Robbie Anderson's gone. I was never the biggest Anderson fan anyway. I don't think he's no. a consistent enough player to really be a proper sort of wide receiver one. But yeah, I mean, Lamb, Lamb's very, I guess. 
Christy guess Harrison's a... Chad Johnson. Yeah, I guess so. Andrew Cinco at top ten pick or top eleven pick. That's uh, not bad. Yeah, and he's got some of that. Some of the ball skills are a bit Becker-ish. Yeah. I mean, some people would probably say Hopkins, maybe, but I think he's a little bit more athletic than Hopkins. Yeah. But uh, yeah, he is. He's a special player. I, I think. Say, there's another one coming up, so I won't bother talking about the other one. But yeah, yeah, I think Lamb here gives Darnold such a good player. I think he's. Yeah, he's, he's special. See, I, you know. I like that Jets team. I think they, they can do something, but yeah, they need to score some points. Yeah, it, it would. It said you could go tackle, but for me, I think you've got to give Donald a proper weapon, and then now he's then he would have um, he'd have Bell, he'd have Lamb, yeah. he'd have Crowder. As I said Crowder's not great, but it's not a bad slot I mean, guy, is he? Yeah, what he does, he's pretty good. Um, yeah. Chris Herndon at tight end, they seem quite high on. If he can never get fit. Yeah, there's the, then there's some good players. And I think, like I've said with the Patriots quite a lot through our podcast over the time, that, mm. I mean, when they had a proper wide receiver one in Antonio Brown for like two weeks, it put <laughs> everyone in their proper roles. Yes. All of a sudden, Crowder isn't the number one or number two or whatever. He is that sort of like other option, which yeah. he can excel at. Everyone drops sort of down that level and it puts them into sort of like their proper job if you know what I mean like mm. like the one for the Patriots with Philip Dorsett as a wide receiver like four or five yeah he was incredible fine, you probably right? won't get better but when you're asking to be like the number two option on a team he's not good enough <laughs> no but I think Lamb signing Lamb here or drafting Lamb here gives you that sort of chance to sort of play everyone where they should be playing my only concern is it's Adam Gase offence and does he just waste this guy's potential <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he's been okay to some receivers, hasn't he? I suppose Landry got a lot of the ball in Miami. Didn't yeah, he? but Landry is more of that Crowder type, isn't he? Which mm. is why Crowder was sort of a bit of a fantasy sleeper in PBR yeah. leagues last year. Yeah, I do know what you mean. I, I, it's weird, guys. I don't yeah. think he's there for the long term. Really, yeah. I think. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't think Gase is there for the long term. No, I think he is one that this. I can't see him getting past this year unless. Some of them make a big leap and become a playoff team, really. If they're not a playoff team, I don't think he's there in 2021. No, hopefully. And then the Jets can finally move on. But um, A team that are now in Las Vegas, Dave, picking at number 12. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm still struggling to get used to calling the Las Vegas Raiders. Weird, isn't it? Yeah, I keep, I keep thinking Oakland. Like If I'm writing yeah. stuff or anything like that, I write Oakland. And oh, <laughs> no, Las Vegas. But I mean, <coughs> we talked about quite a lot um, for the podcast that the Raiders need some star power moving to Vegas yes. and that's why I thought like they could have signed Bell last year and mm-hmm. a couple of other players over the time but I mean they are linked to quarterback but I think that sort of died down a little the talk of a quarterback here I think they go with Carr especially after they sign Mariota I don't think they sign another quarterback really yeah. I mean again like we said with um, the Lions I don't think it'd be like an absolute shocker on draft night if they do draft a quarterback here mm. But for me, they get a star wide receiver in Jerry Judy, the Alabama wide receiver who, I mean, you can pick and choose between him and Lamb. I've got Judy as my number one receiver, but Mm. again, like we said with the tackles, it just comes down to a bit of preference and perhaps what your team needs. But yeah, Judy is is just elite. He is, he's just so good and... I think he comes in and instantly, like, like literally, like we said before, with the Jets, he allows them other players on the Raiders' offense to play in their proper roles. Yeah, I mean, all of a sudden, 
like Darren Waller. Yeah, he's not your number one receiver now, is he? No. And like, it's weird, but that might be good for Waller that he's not the number one target. And yeah. um, Tara Williams. Williams. Yeah, like, all of a sudden he's the number two, which he is where he's... He was great number two, wasn't he? For yeah. So good. And I think all of a sudden you sign Judy and it really gives that offense a jump. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's comparison to Antonio Holmes. Is that underselling him a bit? Um, Holmes was alright for a long time. Yeah. <sighs> Some of these pro comparisons I always find a little bit weird yeah, because, because his size, he's only just yeah. 6'1". I get it as like a style, but I think he's better. Yeah. Like, you know, I've, like I get what they're saying style-wise, but I don't think that sort of as you say, I don't think that necessarily sort of does him any favours. You know, yeah. in terms of sort of what he is and what he can be. Like, yeah. lots worse players to be compared to. You know, like. Oh, yeah. But yeah, I, I, I sort of get it, but at the same time, I don't think it's necessarily like who, who he's not the one that I would necessarily jump off. Yeah, like weirdly, like Amari Cooper was also out of Alabama. It reminds me more of him, I would say, out of any out of the players right now. But well, I always find pro comparisons quite hard. It's yeah, he was like Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper was pretty good. Yeah, and obviously coming from the same offense, he's sort of a similar sort of style, but. Yeah. I think I like Judy more, but then I, I loved Cooper coming out, and so it, it's tough. But yeah, I really like Judy, and getting him at twelve, I think, is a, a really good pickup. Yes. Um, next up, we've got the San Francisco Forty ers I was picking for them. I was tempted to just dive bomb their draft, but I didn't. I um, gave them another offensive weapon. I drafted Henry Ruggs the third for them. Um, yeah. This year's DK Metcalf, I've seen comparisons to. He's smaller. He's not as not as big, but. He can run pretty fast, can't he? Yeah, he is so <laughs> fast. Seven and forty yards—that's ridiculous. But like, I think you'll uh, like. It wouldn't surprise me. I haven't looked, but it wouldn't surprise me that it's Deshaun Jackson who is like the pro comparison. But that's just basically what they call anyone fast, isn't it? But I think he's got You're so more. Close. It's Ted Ginn. Oh, there you go. <laughs> the other that's... fast guy. Yeah, like that. I don't like that comparison because I think Ruggs has got a lot, lot more than. Is it more Tyreek Hill, maybe? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, more like that. He's got a lot more to him than just yeah. running fast in a straight line. <laughs> that is Ted Kidd's job. Yeah, like, and that's sort of what basically, like, that's what I said to Sean Jackson, because that's basically what every player like that gets called nowadays, yeah. don't they? But, yeah, I think he could be a really good pickup for the 49ers. They need something else in the offense, don't they? Yeah, they're slightly lacking at wide receiver, I think. They've got guys, guys that could could break out, and Dante Pettis, I liked in year one, but year two he just disappeared, and who knows what's going to happen with him and they've got a lot of other just young receivers and there's no Sanders there now so yeah give them another offensive weapon I'm not happy it, with it as a Seahawks fan but it's, it makes sense here I do wonder they haven't got many holes now the 49 so I do wonder if mm. if it came to it on draft night if one of these teams that we've mentioned just above that could trade back yeah. like your Jags or Browns or someone maybe one of them would trade back and the 49ers might jump a few spots just to pick up a receiver yes yeah, they they're still going to get someone good, wherever they if they move back a few spaces, aren't they? And like I said, there's not many holes there. Yeah, if they, if they really like Lamb or really like Judy, like I, I like Rugs a lot, but I don't think he's. I, I think them two are sort of separated from the rest. I think Rugs is sort of like in probably tier two, maybe yeah. on his own. But I think Lamb and Judy are just a little bit better. Yeah. So I do wonder if maybe they would give up, you know, like a third round pick, maybe to move up a couple of spots or three spots. Mm. I think a lot. I think them teams above would be quite happy to make that move. So I yeah. do wonder if they would do that because if you're like the Browns or the Jags, you might better move back and get your player anyway. 
So I do wonder if they could make that move. But yeah, I like Rugs here. I think, I think they've the got Broncos to do something. could move up if they, they see a run on receiver start. If Lamb goes, then Judy goes. I think the Broncos could get a bit twitchy and maybe jump up a couple of spaces. Yeah, I think this is an interesting sort of spot in the draft. I think there's a few teams that aren't a million miles away mm. that could make some moves. I'm not sure the Broncos are one that aren't a million miles away. but <laughs> no, They are a million miles away. Yeah, they're a weird team. But yeah... I do think there is a few, there's a potential for a few teams to make a few moves around this sort of area. Yeah, definitely. Um, so that's rugs to the Niners, Dave. You've got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers up next. Yeah, this was um, this was a tough one because I think hmm. they could go in a lot of directions. I think. Yeah. I mean, I don't think they're really going to sign any more sort of skill players on offense. No. I mean, maybe they could go running back, but I mean, I don't really see them doing that now. I think they, they need to will... see what they've got in um, what's his name, Ronald Jones. Yeah, I, it wouldn't surprise me if you come to round two or three and they've picked one of them up if someone falls or yeah. whatever happens with the running backs. But uh, yeah, right now I think I mean they've gone all in on Brady, haven't they? Mm-hmm. They need to protect him, and yeah. I think you go tackle here. Fourteen, Tristan Wirfs. <laughs> yeah, I think he's he's the last of the big four, isn't he? Yeah, and for me, he does have the upside to become the best tackle in the draft. It's just, mm. there's probably a little bit more risk with him than the others. But I think at 14, getting a player like him is could be like a steal of the draft, really. But yeah, yeah, this is a this is a pick I sort of not struggled with because, I mean, they've got a lot of options. But that sort of it was hard to sort of nail it down. I think, you know, you could see him maybe going for like an edge rusher, maybe someone, I don't know, something on the defensive line or... Yeah. Something on defence, but uh, probably a quarterback should be on the sort of cards then because, mm-hmm. I mean, they couldn't stop a pass, could they really? Like no. So maybe they go a route like that and maybe pick up another tackle later or... I don't know, but yeah, for me, you've gone all in on Brady. Keep him upright. Yeah, keep him upright. I think it's a bit like I said with Murray where you've <laughs> invested that high pick. Yeah. Then the Cardinals go and draft a tackle. I think it's a similar sort of situation, really. Yeah, protect Brady, go Tristan Worth, really. And yeah, I think they'd be pretty happy with that if it's how it fell. He's a bit of a beast. 485, 40-yard dash, and 24 reps on the bench press. Yeah, there was uh, some pretty incredible 40 times from some of these tackles. Yeah. I feel like quick. Wills was pretty high as well, wasn't he? I can't, I can't remember now. I lost track of all the times. But yeah, there was uh, some pretty special <laughs> big man 40s this year. Yeah, Wills was just over five seconds. I think yeah. that's 300 pounds. That's very impressive. Yeah, three, 320 pounds he is, I think, something Jesus like that. Christ. Yeah, he's a huge man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely moves quick. But yeah, worse is... And weirdly, I think if you look at tackles, the 40 seems to be one of the better sort of indicators of success, which you wouldn't really expect, but it's always more that first 10-yard split. There's so many Some... speed rushes now, more than power rushes. Yeah. You have to be able to keep up with them. Yeah, and that sort of power of that sort of first ten split. If you look, I think if you look at that, it's probably one of the best indicators of sort of any position in the league. Like it's hard to yeah. say any of these combine sort of drills are like guaranteed success, but I feel like the um, the ten yard split on the forty three tackles has one of the best sort of hit rates. Mm-hmm. And yeah, worse is definitely uh, yeah. high up on that board. Yeah, really high. Yeah. Uh, I was picking for the Broncos at fifteen. I was really tempted to take uh, Jordan Love here because I don't like Drew Locke. It's his throwing action that makes me think he's going to just cripple his legs. But they've talked me out of taking a quarterback here. He taught me into Drew Lock, <laughs> uh, being at least given a year. 
Yeah, the thing is, it's not like I'm some big Drew Lock fan. I think no. anyone who listened to these podcasts last year <laughs> knows I was not a Drew Lock fan at all. But I think the the um, Broncos have drafted too many quarterbacks. So the reason is, I think they're yeah, they have, yeah. pretty set on him. And well, not yeah. not even necessarily set on him, but I think they're just a bit of stability. Just <laughs> the guy for this year at least. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I decided to go for cornerback Christian Fulton because Chris Harris is gone, and they need to refill, uh, replace that hole. And he's a big hole to lose. He's a very, very good cornerback that just walks out the building. So yeah, get the best, what the, the second best cornerback in the whole class. Yeah, I I like this pick. I think it's um, I think it's a very realistic move after sort of losing Harris. Mm. Sort of what them great Denver teams of that sort of Manning era built on was yeah. the secondary and he is yeah he's a quality player um yeah I think he I think he's gonna be really good I think he's yeah instantly comes in and sort of starts and I mean pro bowler what's that mean for me in these days but he's got <laughs> sort of all pro potential you know and yeah I it's think a that's... strong defensive it's a strong class overall I think but yeah to be the second best corner is not a bad place to be yeah, and I think it feels a need. It sort of feels about right with where he should go. Oh, yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, this, the first round. Yeah, he's... I don't necessarily think he's the best cornerback we've seen in recent years or anything, but he is a, a very solid pick. And at, at 15, I think I think that's a fair value. They're a weird uh, team, the Broncos. I couldn't think of many other places that they need to fill because they've got kind of just guys in place. They could probably upgrade them... But only with superstars, so it's they're yeah. like a very average team, the Broncos. Yeah, they are a really weird team because I think that's what I said last year when they had um, Flacco at quarterback. They are just literally yeah. the average team. They, they're not. I mean, they, they've got some really good players. Obviously, they've got some stars out there, but on the whole, yeah, they are a very average team. They're not like terrible anywhere, really. But yeah. there's yeah, there's a lot of places they could upgrade. Yes. Yeah. I mean, they're seven and nine last season, eight and eight this year. They'll be fine. Yeah, it's improvement. Uh, Round us off then, Dave, for episode number two. Atlanta Falcons on the clock at sixteen. This was a really sort of interesting one. There was a lot of options. Like, I feel like it's gonna be defense because that offense is, yeah. I mean, stacked with. I mean, we've seen the stats about how many um, former first rounders they mm. got on that offense. Because I mean, last year it bored me enough when it was like five <laughs> offensive line starters uh, first rounders. Yeah. But I mean, now they've added some more. In other positions, but yep. so I think it's defense, and I mean they've lost some players like this year and in recent times. But I mean they they signed Fowler, didn't they? So I was thinking they could have gone edge, but we signed him. I think they might go elsewhere and maybe pick up an edge rusher later. Yeah, and yeah, I went for Javon Kinlaw. He is, I mean, he's a bit of a another one of these sort of physical freaks. Really, he yeah. is. He's sort of. He's an interior defensive lineman, but I mean, he's one of them that you could sort of move around and sort of do him a bit like a bit of anything with him. And I mean, that's the sort of player that can really help a defense. Mm. I mean, I think it's one of them. I think it's. I think a lot of people debate about whether the bench should be built up front or in the secondary. But for me, I think you can do it sort of with either. And having an elite sort of one at either side helps the other one. Yes. In more because obviously. If the quarterback's throwing quicker, it makes it a lot easier for the quarterbacks to cover. So, yeah, I mean, he's the sort of player that, with that defensive line, they've got they've got some really good players on that defensive line, and adding him there on the interior can really free up some of other players as well. And 
adding him could mean they've got a really, really good defensive line. Yeah. I think he's I think he's a really good player. He's sort of got some stuff he might need to work on, but on the whole, he is a really good player. The sort of player is going to get a lot of sacks from the interior, which, I mean, it's, it's a bit of a cliche at this stage, isn't it? But rushing from the inside is <laughs> such a weapon for a team, and I think yes, he can definitely yeah. do that. Yeah, going to a Dan Quinn-led defence as well this year, it's a... Uh... He will get some uh, some pointers from the, some of the defenses he's worked with before. So, yeah, he's one that can do it from day one as well. I think he's ready to go. I think he, especially in the right team, which I think the Falcons can be the right team for him. There, mm. I think he can make an impact really quickly. Yes, yeah. There we go. That rounds out episode two. Thank you very much, Dave. That is uh, Tuesday's show done. We will be back tomorrow with episode three for the seventeen to twenty-four. That's the Cowboys, Dolphins, Raiders, the Jags, Eagles, Vikings, Patriots, and Saints. So stay tuned for that one tomorrow morning. That'll drop for you at eight o'clock, so you can have it while you're having your breakfast or um, pretending to do some schoolwork with the kids. Anything like that, <laughs> <laughs> something to keep you occupied while the kids are driving you mad. Um, but yes, uh, thank you for listening. Uh, if you do get us from any of the uh, uh, podcast providers, then make sure to leave us a five-star rating and review. You can get in contact with us. Um, first and ten underscore on Twitter. First and ten uh, NFL on Facebook. Uh, we've got a website which you can if you want to write for then let us know DM us on Twitter we've got a lot of people at the minute that wanted to write stuff for us so just send us a DM and me and Dave will get back to you and we won't talk about it with each other so it will just get lost but we will (laughs) eventually get back to you properly and yeah we'll put your stuff up on the site it's uh, it's good it's growing it feels like yeah and like even if um, I mean you don't even really need to get caught before if you're trying to submit something then yeah, I mean, most of the time we will publish it. I might have to edit a little bit, depending on like your writing spirits and stuff. But yeah, I mean that's not a problem. And I'm happy to like give some help to people if they started out and stuff like that. So yeah, just get in touch. If you want to come on the podcast, let us know. If you want to do a podcast about your team, let us know. We've got all the uh, Channel Twelve podcasts uh, due back for the new season as well, along with probably hopefully some new ones as well. So get in touch with us any way you can. But until tomorrow, it is goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from Dave. Bye. I'll see you tomorrow. Oh, sorry. <laughs> A little bit there. <laughs> Cut that out if you want. Yeah. Um,